0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John Absolutely Joe Flacco not. has a Super Joe Bowl Flacco. MVP. Look at the stats, dog. Ha. He <laughs> has a Super Bowl. TV. Look, look, look at the I, stats. And Rando. Your argument said that Matt Ryan went to a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco
0: won a Super Bowl! Joe oh. Flacco won a Super Bowl, and then people I would hate Joe like, Joe Flacco, Flacco on Buffalo Rumblings. Welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with Brando tonight. Pat's got the night off. We're Buffalo Rumblings Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Not Buff Podcast. Brando, how is how is this game for you? We've got, <sighs> obviously got the Jets game to break down, and then coming up this Saturday is the Dolphins game. But did you have to work in this in this weather?
1: I did. The, win- the wintery weathery mix, as they call it, in Orchard Park uh I, I don't know man when i heard these guys and i see it on twitter i hear it on wgr when they're gonna tell you weather's not a factor i'm gonna tell them you're full of s-h-i-t and i can spell it but i can't say it because it'll be blurped. so i want everybody to know <laughs> what what word that is uh, but it was it was miserable out man it was so cold it was just cold enough when you're wet and there's like a a, a tiny breeze and it switches to the snow and it's a little bit better but it was like I wear black sneakers with my uniform unless it's snowing I can wear boots so it was like I didn't wear boots I thought I should wear sneakers and I put extra socks and they just were wet on my walk in and it was like oh no so like 9 45 till 5 30 outside and that was just not fun and I could see how Josh sailed a couple balls and I could see how you know, and they say any well, there's not a factor. Like we had a couple strips, right? We stripped the ball a couple of times. Where Greg Rousseau had yep. a strip. Like there, it was a factor to both sides. You can't just say it helped us or hurt
0: us. Yeah. Definitely the first thing that I noticed is the ball sailing on Josh. Yeah. Like, and, you know, Josh misses passes normally. So it's not like he'd be 100% completion percentage if it wasn't raining out. And yes, receivers do drop balls. But, you know, I was listening to GR today too. And, you know, I love the morning show, guys, you know, as, as you do too. Um, you know, they're trying to say that weather is isn't a factor, I mean, it might not be as big of a factor as people make it out to be, but I think it is a factor. I think it affects things. If, if you miss a single throw, then that affected the game, you know, like, you know, the butterfly effect here with could be one pass that sails that could be intercepted. None of them were intercepted in this game, but you know, we could be talking about something different if, you know, Josh throws or that Dawson Knox catch that slips through his fingers and then falls to the ground harmlessly. That could have been in a linebackers' hands, too. So we might be talking about it differently if it, some of these plays turned out different, I think. Yes, or even the fumbles, right? Some of those were punch-outs. I think those might have happened normally, at least the at least the Damar Hamlin one. I'm not sure about the Joe Flacco one, whether that was, you know slippery ball related if you could see that
1: it's just one of those things where it's like you know your left tackles hurt you're gonna blitz on the left side more because there's a weakness if you know and they're they're good about they punch it all the time but you're more apt to get a fumble with a wet ball if you're punching it than either way so you know whatever micro percentage point difference it makes make it true true. i'm just saying we're we're nitpicking i mean an old man (laughs) because i watched a nice bills win outside and I was cold and I didn't warm up until like right now, which is Monday night.
0: I so. mean, I was in the comfort of my home watching this game, but still I was not comfortable for this game either. I, I'm not I'm not trying to compare my pain to yours, but like the <laughs> game itself was not a, oh, this is an enjoyable Bills win where no. they're up by this. Like, how can you feel good about an offense when they punt five times in a row? Like that's an uncharacteristic thing. I was getting real nervous. I was stressed out that entire game. I'm not always stressed out for games. Most of the time I am, but it was not like, uh, you know, I couldn't even get up and cheer when Josh hurdled that guy. I was like, Whoa. (laughs) But you know, normally in a normal game, I'd be like head through the ceiling for something like that. Same with Dawson Knox's touchdown.
1: It was, it was a grinded out game. You know, you, you, the trend has followed where these yards and points seem hard earned. It's a hard earned day of work. We don't make it look as easy as we used to, but, I really did. The turning point. I thought I, I took a breath of relief when Quentin Williams went out because it really changed the game for the Jets' defense. They have a very good unit. Sauce Gardner played well. Linebackers played all right, except for that offsides call, which right. was super funny because um, they were. It felt pun. a
0: lot like when when Quentin Williams went out. I don't know if you remember the opening day game a couple of years ago. I only remember it because I was in California at the time, and yep. it was so weird watching football at 10 a.m. CJ Mosley um, went out. Yeah, exactly, and that changed the tide of that game. Yep. After that, which is so funny because that that game had a bomb to to John Brown as well. So it's like, oh, you know, I thought he loser. had it.
1: The ball was coming right at me. It was right in front of me and it looked like he it caught it. It seemed like
0: it was just a little bit underthrown and, you know, I got hand it handed to Josh like throwing a ball in that rain like I would have missed by a mile, you know. The fact that it was even close was was cool, but I feel like if he did lead him a little bit farther towards that pylon and not towards the sideline, you know, the corner wouldn't have as much time to catch up to him, but I thought so they might have
1: challenged it. We were looking for the replay and uh, that's the one thing I don't like about this is I always feel like I'm missing a couple replays. Whereas, you know, these other stadiums you may or may not be. But anyways, um <laughs> the I was like, I are they gonna challenge it? it? It looks like a decent catch. So I, I'll have to watch it back. I haven't watched it back yet.
0: But yeah, it it wasn't honestly, it wasn't particularly close. It didn't look like he got two steps and the ball was moving before he secured it. Gotcha. Um, but it, it looked like he had it for a second. But it's good to see him getting a getting a target though. Like that's yeah. Is that promising or is that concerning because of the bill's lack of wide receiver depth?
1: I don't think it's a problem. I just, I we all love John Brown. He was not a bad player when he was here. He beat a good secondary deep. I want to say sauce Gardner was the corner on John Brown for that play. Right. And And I believe so Brown's open. He ran a perfect route. He showed the speed that he used to have. You don't have to use him in 80% of the snaps anymore, put them out there when you need to go four wide receivers or somebody gets hurt. Just, I want to see him with the ball and uh, give him a catch or two because McKenzie and Shakir and Davis, they're just a little underwhelming here. And I don't know what's going on with Ken Dorsey. If there's, they, they said they were talking about saving stuff for the playoffs still. And I just think that's baloney because I don't know, you've been tested a couple of times. Wouldn't you want to be building confidence and
0: yeah. And it's, I, I don't really understand the, the argument of holding stuff back either. I mean, if we're talking about preseason, yes, you're running a vanilla offense, but you know, as far as saving things during regular season games, I mean, maybe you don't pull out your best trick play against a team that you think that you're going to beat. And honestly, I was actually surprised that they showed their hand on that fourth and one because they're not going to be able to do that anymore like they're not going to be able to get that free fourth and one. And it ended up being worth it because you can say it led to them winning that game. Yeah. Um, But that's definitely something that I, I love how that play went where they, where they got CJ Mosley offsides. Cause that is the perfect decoy because you got Josh doing the sh- shoulder shrug at the sidelines. Right. Which is usually what teams do when somebody goes in motion, like Dawson Knox and then gets under center and then sneaks it like a quarterback sneak for that one person. So. I I thought it was genius to just draw him off sides with that, but yeah, I mean that was that was the brightest spot of of Ken Dorsey for the day, in my opinion. But
1: that might even be on Josh Allen. He, he might have been the one to run up to the line. Who called timeout? Jets called timeout before that, and then they come back out again.
0: I don't remember if they were cam- coming out of a timeout at that point or not, or if they just got up to the line and ran it. Interesting.
1: Josh is good but. about that. I do, you know, he and I want to say they were talking about it a little bit in the post game that they do go no huddle and up tempo when they're trying to get a base defense and a lot of these complex schemes that the bills are facing where they might have sauce Gardner on Gabe Davis. And then they're bracketing digs, right? We've seen other teams do this or, or dialing up some sort of blitzes and some sort of decoy coverage and trying to mess with Josh's head. Josh said that he knows, Defenses can't really do that when they go in tempo, you kind of get locked into a basic defense. You want to cover all your corners and make sure you're not going to get beat for a deep play, but it, it lets the bills exploit matchups better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why you can see so much more success in the, the bills, two minute offense looks so much better than the rest of their offense, to be honest. And, Granted, I gotta give the Jets credit. They have a Super Bowl caliber defense. I That's think it's one word. of the best if not if not the best defense that they'll see all year, possibly, unless, you know, barring maybe San Francisco in the Super Bowl or something like that. So I, I'll give them credit there. But yeah, I, I think that we're all still waiting for that. Like, hey, okay, guys, it's December. You're usually on a roll by this point. You know, yeah. the offense looks unstoppable almost. I think we're just kind of expecting that going forward.
1: I'm curious to see how the offense Game plans for Miami.
0: I also wanted to get your opinion on this. So Chargers defense is not very well known as being a great passing defense. They at, did this add point.
1: Khalil Mack and JC Jackson though, right? They so did. This,
0: they did. Yeah. And numbers wise, it just kind of hasn't translated this year into a good defense um, on paper. But a lot of their strategy was to get the Dolphins receivers just really beat them up at the line of scrimmage to get Tua out of rhythm because the Dolphins have a very rhythmic based offense, you know, quick hits slants, get the ball in your playmakers hands. They also have a deep throat offense, you know, with the crossers and stuff like that, but Tua never really got comfortable, had his worst game of the season by far in that game. And then, you know, they scored what 14 offensive points. And one of them was that crazy, you know, Tyreek (laughs) Hill touchdown that happened. Uh, You know, great to have that go against me in fantasy football. That was (sighs) fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that I'm I'm interested to see because that's not the Bills' typical strategy. They're not they're not the kind of defense that goes up and even plays press man. They're usually sit back, play zone. You know, you're not lining both corners up at the line of scrimmage typically in in that defense. So I'm interested to see what they'll do there if they'll stick to their usual mo or they'll kind of do what worked against Miami and really really took their offense out of rhythm last week. So
1: it's gonna depend on also. It looked like I mean, how many times did Tua get sacked? Because, like you said, it w- it really was getting Tua uncomfortable from the get go. What did he start? Two of nine or O of seven and two for nine or something like that.
0: He had some crazy low numbers even just about midway through that game.
1: It was brutal. And then the I feel like he missed. He's missed Jalen Waddle by inches or yard or feet. Like they haven't been off by a ton but in all the games that I've been watching in the last couple weeks so two, the two games that I've watched (laughs) in the last couple weeks (laughs) he's overthrown waddle he's underthrown waddle he's missed Tyreek Hill they well how many times do they look up for the ball and they couldn't find it yesterday did you see that one Tyreek Hill probably had his touchdown if he notices that ball in the air he's got his guy one-on-one so do you put white who gets the matchup on hill you put white on Tyreek Hill I don't know
0: I don't know if they shadow people. I don't know if they try to bracket maybe Tyreek Hill. Because, I mean, if you're bracketing him, then you got Waddle. And then you've got, it's still on the Dolphins, guys like Shurfield who can still get open downfield, even if you're doing that. So, honestly, we've seen this Bills defense. They don't typically over-adjust to teams. They do things that fit within their scheme. They're more so about get every player covered on the field than, you know, if they do have some kind of special treatment for Tyreek Hill, I think he's a player that warrants that. I wonder how much they use from like their previous schemes against Kansas City for what they were doing. Because did they work? Did they work? <laughs> they didn't. So I would I would scrap that. Not to mention you've also got Travis Kelsey who was going to burn you in that situation either. Where Miami, you know, Mike Gesicki. Sorry, dude, I'm not that worried. Good tight end, good receiving tight end, but they don't really get him the ball that much. No, they so. never
1: do. Which is interesting because he's not a bad player,
0: right? But I wouldn't either if I had Terry Kill and Jalen Waddle, yep. you know, and well, targets you, there. They so. have
1: the injury to their running back, also uh, Wilson. What's his first name? Justin Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, uh, I Wolf mean from
0: the 49ers.
1: I don't know if you've. Yeah, yeah I thought it was a good pickup. They they have a good backfield with Mozart and Mahim Mahim Mozart, yeah, and Jeff Wilson. Plus, yep. we, got, we might have seven to 10 inches of snow coming by the time Saturday rolls around. There's another lake effect band coming off the lake, apparently, according to our weather friends at Channel Four or whatever you want to, whatever channel you.
0: Who's running game do you trust more at this point?
1: Buffalo's, because Alan can run the ball.
0: <laughs> I think that's a good answer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And not that is not
0: mobile, but he's not Josh. You think know, about so. it.
1: You're limiting Tua's best thing. And you might be enhancing Josh's best thing, because if you right. you know his arm strength is good, which he's going to need for the game, but it's his legs, right? He can he's going to be able to do just enough if there's any sort of weather. Whereas is really hampered with his timing, passing routes, and rhythm offense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Alright, well, let's get an early break in here really quick because I know we got a Sabres update to get to and we're bringing back an old segment that Brandon came up with years and years and years and years and years ago. It's probably like six months, I don't know. But uh, stick around, we'll be right back with that. (laughs) It's
1: time for the weekly Sabres update. Sabres have the highest scoring offense in the NHL leading the league in goals, but they still don't have a goalie that can stop a puck. This has been your weekly Sabres update.
0: And that's, that's pretty much all you need to know about the Sabres right there. Yep.
1: And it's, it's really cool they're, how good they are on offense. They they might have six players at point-per-game paces right now. Dylan Cousins is blowing up. Darlene <laughs> has continued his tear, and Thompson's a stud, and all these guys, Skinner, or whatever you may say it, but they're just wasting it. It's all wasted when you allow four goals a game. So
0: Yeah. Do you think that this wouldn't be the case if Comrie wasn't injured? Mm-hmm. Or do you think it would still be the case?
1: Maybe three and a half goals per game. I don't know. He's too young. I don't want to. Totally dump on him right now, but he's not established. So, what they they go get a guy, go get somebody who can make this young team effort worth it, right? These guys are learning the game and they've learned it so well. Reward that.
0: I mean, they've got the cap space, right?
1: They got everything. What do you want? Take it. Give us a goalie.
0: (laughs) We'll give you the key to the city at this point If you can stop a puck (laughs) Well,
1: Josh Allen's like hang on settle down guys Which really
0: sucks too because I love UPL's name Like UPL has one of the best names It's got a great chant Like you could get an entire stadium Going Uka Pekka Luka You know it's like That might be a Brando trademark right there Because I don't know if I've ever heard (laughs) anyone else do that I
1: feel like I heard it from somebody
0: else It gets stuck in my head all the time when I see him playing
1: If he stopped more pucks It would be a happy thought
0: That's true. That's true. But all right. So we got this segment here that I was uh, clearing out my Google drive today and I saw some old outlines from our show (laughs) back when we used to do outlines for our show. Um, And uh, so I saw the segment on one of the the lists and you brought it to us for an episode and it's called overreaction, underreaction. I got some statements here and Brandon's going to tell me if it's an overreaction or an underreaction and we can... Here we can debate on it. So Brandon hasn't seen any of these. I'm just pulling these off the cuff. So live, uh, you know, if Brandon doesn't have like 50 stats to support his <laughs> arguments right away, that's why. So take uh, my word anyway. for
1: it. I'm yeah, I'm so, totally <laughs> the least qualified guy on this side of the canal. I yeah,
0: I play a podcaster on TV. <laughs> All right, statement number one: The Bills' offense does not have enough weapons to win a Super Bowl. Overreaction, underreaction,
1: false, underreaction. False. We got. James Cook, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen. Just all I could have just said Josh Allen and said underreaction. Next question. So
0: true, true. I would I would tend to agree with you on that point. The offense has been slow lately, um, but I think that a large part of that was the the Jets defense. New England game wasn't really stat popping, but I think that they, they had their way with that defense. Whereas it was a little bit more of a struggle against the Jets. So anyway, next one. The Dolphins offense will be more down to earth from here on out after basically after seeing that chargers game
1: under reaction, because I was just talking about this today. He, this is very much like a, a rookie wall. It seems like Mike McDaniels is hitting, they came out hot. They torched the NFL and now you're getting a lot of game tape. These RPOs that two is so good at to hit waddle and Hill over the middle have been working less and less each week. They're facing injuries. Everybody's a little banged up too. He's got an ankle banged up. You're going to get some bad weather games. They play in a tough division, obviously. So we we might see some more of this trend. They might be able to back into the playoffs, but it, it's tough to go wire to wire here with a young rookie coach.
0: Yeah. Bill's, uh, by the way, Bill's, uh, chances of winning the division hop up to like 99% if they beat Miami. On well, Saturday. they clinch a
1: spot if they win, right?
0: Right. They clinch yeah. a spot in the playoffs and there's actually an article about that by Matt Warren. Yes. On the he website. crunched the numbers. So he, that was a good article. Yeah, that was really good. I enjoyed reading that. So, uh, shout out Matt Warren. Batavia native. Alright, next statement. Justin Herbert is and always has been a better quarterback than Tua.
1: No. Only because I, uh, I like Tua but I gotta go Herbert. He can run. You give me a quarterback that can just move a little bit and it changes the game. And Tua's not any way a mobile quarterback like he was even in Alabama pre-injury. So Herbert's got a cannon. Even if he might be a little reckless or a little off, I, I would take him over to it. A-
0: yeah. For me, I think that this year has been kind of weird. I think that he has been off. His throwing motion has been off with the rib injury. And we're only now seeing him kind of return. I mean, he had some crazy stats. And I didn't even realize how many passing yards did he throw for last night? Like over 400? Something really? like that. Was he?
1: I saw, what was he, 31? I don't know. 31 or something? He, threw,
0: he dropped back a lot. So, you know, that'll help. And they finally had their full stable of weapons back with Keenan yeah. Allen, Mike Williams, et cetera, et cetera.
1: 367 yards. Sorry. 367. I, don't many, I don't okay. many. 39 of 51, 367, and a touchdown.
0: So I wouldn't even need to get into mobility when I'm comparing these two guys. I think that just Herbert's a better pure passer he makes, I mean, I'm not going to say that Tua doesn't make eye-popping throws because he has had a couple this season. But Justin Herbert has definitely shown that consistency over a couple more seasons where, you know, Tua might be, I don't know. We don't know if what this year looks like in the context of bigger things. Herbert has always had a cannon yeah. and has always had those kind of eye-popping stats and, and that sort of thing. So i still go Herbert, but, you know, obviously things can change in the future. All right, next one. The Jets are going to be a problem for the Bills for the next few seasons.
1: Yeah. Yeah, give me a quarterback and they're good. Mike White, no. It depends how long they spend on this. Because Zach Wilson, if you're going to give at least one more year to this duo, whatever you want to call it, it'll be not fearing them. And then if you go one more year where you draft a guy and you got to play a rookie... Then I'm still not really fearing him, so there I would still put him three years out unless they go get like Lamar Jackson at forty-seven million dollars a year or any other what are the, some other free agent quarterbacks that could become available. But I, they're going to be too good to get a high draft pick, and they're going to be not elite to, to beat us. So I'll take that. True,
0: they could give up a lot of capital to move up in the first round, but again, we're not draft experts, so we don't know what that looks like just yet. But that actually leads me to my next question. The Jets, <laughs> this is literally what I have written down next. Overreaction underreaction. The Jets are a QB away from being a Super Bowl caliber roster.
1: Yeah, but a QB away is such a long way away. That's like saying, hey, I'm on my way to Europe and I'm stopping in California for a layover from New York, right? right. Or whatever. We made it four hours and we got 24 more to go or whatever you want to call it, a transatlantic flight. Uh, so you, you know, Russell Wilson, did that work? Anybody, anybody want to tell me? I was actually going?
0: just thinking about Denver, like Denver yeah. historically, you know, last season. Oh, they're just a quarterback away. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's on Russell Wilson. Maybe that's so
1: not. many teams. Sorry, John. I mean, i go, go off here. So many teams are a quarterback <laughs> away. The NFL is full of talent. If you, the difference between nine and eight and 10 and three is Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson, or Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, uh Jalen Hurts. You know, I don't you you the get Colts also
0: the Colts also always a quarterback away, you know, yeah. we've oh, been yeah. saying. Yeah. I think it's more than that this year, but
1: yeah, I don't know. It's just so hard to find a guy in that position that can make it a cycle in the NFL, which is what, three years? A three-year cycle cycle in the NFL where you put film out there you can be game-planned against and then you know what you're getting in that third year like everybody's prepared for you we know who you are beat us and we're gonna do everything yep. that we can to stop you and if you can still do that then you're the guy and we've kind of we're in that year with alan right now and it, it looks more difficult right like this is i mean i guess no this would been his last year would have been his third year of being a star but
0: it depends on what section of the season you look at. Yeah. Because it really is. To, it's it's hard to look at an Allen season in totality. I mean, you can look at the stats and average them out, but there's some really big highs and some really big lows yeah. among them. So we only hope that playoff Josh is real thing. And the clutch gene exists with oh, inside. I, this it
1: does on this man, it, obviously
0: it does. It yeah. does, you know, but will we have that every December and January or will there just be some years where it just doesn't click? The offensive line isn't playing great. I think that's another big difference with this team right now is down the stretch last year, the run game got better and the offensive line started playing a lot better once they got Ryan Bates in there. And this year, the I mean, the Jets' front is really good, so I don't want to say that this was like the be-all end-all, but the offensive line kind of struggled during this game again. It just hasn't been playing as the top-tier offensive line that you'd want, you know. But we can't have everything, right? No. You know? But there's lots of Bills teams that had great offensive lines that didn't do anything because they didn't have a quarterback either. So, <laughs> And that's what I was going to say, too. It's like we know everything there is to be uh, you know, about being a quarterback away. We're so. a Kyle Orton away. Oh, we were. Right. You know, nope, everyone's a, just a Matt Ryan away. Yeah. Everyone's Russell just Wilson. a Matt. Russell Wilson away. Well, the, Lions
1: are the, the Rams were a Matt Stafford away. And they turns did it. out
0: the Seahawks were a Geno Smith away. And that was the answer. I don't even that? know if that's like, an
1: answer anymore. Are you watching these Seahawks games? Is, is doing, he's doing the same thing. He's getting the hot start. He put the film out there now. He, he seems to be tailing down a little bit. And the NFL will get you at whatever point it may be. And you got to you gotta be good enough to adapt and beat it. So yeah, is Geno yeah. Smith that guy? We'll see. I mean, he's in, been in the NFL this long. So a little credit to that.
0: I know. I mean, that what kind of career renaissance could you even compare that to? Like maybe Ryan Tannehill.
1: Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. It was interesting because what he was and out even of the Tannehill League. has, has
0: kind of gradually tailed off since he had that really good season. And really, you know, like Tannehill's success was coming from him not being asked to do too much, and with with the Seahawks running game as well. You know, Gino was. You know, they had to respect Kenneth Walker and I he struggled this last game because he was out, but
1: what are you know. gonna do? You got any more or was that wrap it up? That was that was all of them. Cool, cool. Those are good. I yeah. like that. That's
0: fun. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun segment. We'll have to bring it back uh with Pat because you know, Pat never over or under reacts to anything ever. <laughs> He's very even keeled, you know. <laughs> we love that guy.
1: That's funny. I well, we love his reactions. I love his reactions to stuff. That's, That's the best part. Yeah. yeah why people listen
0: (laughs) Joe Flacco Uh,
1: anybody who knows him is thinking that quote in his head
0: I know when I was watching the game this Sunday I had that in my head you know I was you know when I do an intro for this this show maybe I'll throw the the Flacco clip in there nice that'd be a good uh, that'd be a good callback yes all right well we'll be back on Wednesday sorry Friday for you guys the episode will come out with Brando's bets game picks and uh, since we didn't have Pat on tonight, maybe we'll do quotes with Pat again. And if there's a Sabres update too, I mean, we're strongly trending towards segment mania every single Friday. So uh, fun.
1: Keeps again, you on your toes.
0: Nobody has told us to stop. So we had just a guy keep saying do more
1: Sabres. It. That was cool. I like yeah. That. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Unfortunately, I, I wish we could do longer Sabres segments because I would just ask Brandon questions because Brandon <laughs> is our resident hockey expert. He grew up playing hockey, has watched a lot more Sabres and. I'm really, I only became a every game Sabres watcher like the past two years because like with ESPN plus, but I
1: like that the fans listen and they told us, so that was cool.
0: Yeah. The fans, yeah. If we, the guy, you know, <laughs> <laughs> shout out, you know who you are, Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I wish we could talk more Sabres on here, but we are of course a Buffalo rumblings podcast. And so we gotta, we gotta do mostly bills here. Little
1: we'll uh, tidbits. That's all they yeah, do there. Yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah. When they like fitting them in, when they put something more together, we'll you know we'll do something special if they exactly. win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. But you know,
0: the uh, the Sabers entered our podcast as a the the butt of a joke at the beginning. So whereas now they've now they've crawled into our hearts and got us invested <laughs> in their team, Donny Meatballs. What have you done?
1: Yep. But anyways. You know,
0: Anyway, we'll be back on Friday. Be sure to tune in. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. All the stuff we got merch for sale on our Etsy site. So if you go to Etsy.com and search Not Another Buffalo, or it's in our bio link, which is the link that's in our Twitter profile. But uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on Friday. Go Bills. Go Bills.